This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. We are brought to you in part by Navigant Credit Union. As Rhode Island's first ever member-owned credit union, Navigant Credit Union has been a staple in the local business community for more than 108 years. Today, Navigant is a $3.4 billion institution serving more than 136,000 members across 25 physical branch locations. But since its founding in 1915, the mission has never changed. Navigant Credit Union's team of financial professionals have remained committed to improving the financial well-being of the families, businesses, and communities they serve across Rhode Island. Learn more at NavigantCU.org. We were talking offline before we started about just how you've seen some growth in your organization over the last year or so, really since the last time we did this. And, you know, I wonder just kind of before we get into some of the, the specifics here today, what's your, what are your numbers right now in terms of membership in, in your organization? But then do you have a sense of how many people identify as atheists here in Rhode Island? So we have about 200 members um, with varying degrees of membership. Um, we have meetings that have kind of, they've grown since we first started. Um, we've ended up meeting with a lot of other people and uh, other organizations. As as far as um, the number of atheists out in the wild, per se, would I... I think it says it's like 14 or 15 percent people hmm. that claim to be atheists. I think it's a little bit higher than that. I think it might actually be 20 ish percent, you know, hmm. that's interesting. I feel like it's definitely more even in the last, I don't know, anecdotally in the last year or so, it feels like more people are starting to be authentic to themselves politically, yeah. spiritually. It's just we're in a moment now that's that feels there's less to lose by defying what has sort of been prescribed when you were growing up. Yeah. And this that, falls into that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Most right. certainly. I'm, I'm really, I'm really hoping that that's the trend that, 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 uh, that stays younger people are more, are, are better at, at betting information than, mm -hmm. than older people are. And, I think that kind of helps with with things. This uh, uh, computer literacy, you know, and um, this information that we have thrown at us, you know, it's yeah. kind of hard to decide what is right and what is wrong, what's true, what's false. Mm -hmm. um, but if you've grown up like that, you know, you're probably more adapted to it. You know, like just the stimuli. I, 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 I know. Excuse me. I know of people who are a little bit older that have a hard time, you know. Yeah. Even my mother, my mother um, was the first person to tell me about Hillary's arrest, you know. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Hillary Clinton's eminent arrest. You know, right. I was like, yeah, that's fantastic. Where did you hear this? And she just gave me a list of things that were about to happen. Obviously never happened, but it didn't, you know, her faith remains. Her faith remains. Mm. She's pretty sure that there's a cabal that is harvesting children organs right now, you know. But I have a, you know, 15-year-old niece who is just, you know, she's actually walked with us, you know, in, in parades, held banners for us in mm. the ring, you know. And uh, she 
knows about religious, but she's not convinced either. You know, yeah. she has religious friends, you know, that also, you know, they, they, res- they, um, reserve a, a spot of doubt, I should say. You know? Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it, reserving that spot of doubt. Brian yeah. Cardoza, John Murtis, Rhode Island Atheist, back on the show here. And you guys have a lot of priorities and a lot of things coming up here in 2024. Like I said, I want to touch on them. I think that's an interesting point you raised, though, where some of the modern day conspiracy theories and, and not just QAnon, but across a lot of different spectrums, I think for some people, maybe it's not replaced organized religion but it serves a sim- it fills a similar void yeah if you're certainly. if you're really taking a step back in some cases it would be hard to distinguish between the two but you, let, let's talk about some of the things you have coming up here because we could go on all day about that <laughs> that subject line the next thing you know alex yeah. jones will be joining us here on the call or something like that um you know i i find this really interesting so your sandwiches without a sermon program Let's talk about that because I think, you know, you look at an organization like the Matthewson Street Church downtown, which serves yeah. a lot of unhoused people with, with food. And, and, but there, a lot of times there is a spiritual or an organized religion yeah. that is yeah. connected to that service. Yeah. Let's talk about your concept here and, and what you've sort of seen in the initial concept being rolled out. So I've, I've, I'm going to go to last night or I was at a store and the person that was, that kind of checks bags and receipts while you're leaving the store. Um, he was talking to the, the cashier about, um, his church. I can't remember what church it was, but he was talking about his church and how his church brings two bus loads of people to from Kennedy Plaza to his church every night. And that was, that was a little, so I hopped in the conversation at that. I was like, that's weird. Cause I go down, I pass out food and toiletries and stuff on Monday nights. I've never heard of it. So when do you do it? And he was like, well, obviously it's probably Monday nights, probably the, the night that we don't do it. And he said, I try my best to bring people to God. And I was thinking that this is, his first priority, his priority isn't feeding people. It's not helping people. It's bringing people into his ideology. It's bringing people into his fold. That's not, I understand that the charity is something that's necessary, but the just holding a carrot out as like holding a sandwich out and making them follow you into a church. I think that's wrong. I just think it's mm. wrong. I think it's missing the message. Yeah, it's charity, but it's charity. It's, it's, it's not really charity. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, quid pro quo, you know, just. There's also the problem with Alcoholics Anonymous, which is mm. very much a religious organization. And in fact, they were trying to, create one i'm not sure who they are but i was talking to some people who were trying to create one along the lines without any religion right um the uh but unfortunately there wasn't a lot of you know you need money you need finances you need all sorts of things and it wasn't they never got any traction you know th- this was a group uh a couple years ago with the 
former incarnation of the Rhode Island atheists, but mm-hmm. we got nowhere on that. Mm-hmm. What do you what when you when you think about service to the community and, and kind of your approach to it? What, what do you how do you think the public in general, from your experience, receives non-religious affiliated human service charity? It blows. Is their there mind. a distinction? Do you think that? <laughs> the, oh, there is. Yeah, you so you yes, actually think yes, it blows. There's there something definitely to it. a distinction. Well, hmm. it, I I feel like religions have had the uh, the ownership of charity and goodwill for so long. It's not what people, you know. It's not what people think, you know. And there are people. So there's been homeless encampments I've gone to. People ask me, "What church are you?" You know what I mean? Just assuming that we're doing this for God or we're doing this because of a heavenly reward or a divine punishment or something. You know, it's not they just are suspicious of us. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And and people are just doing good things because there are other people who need them. You know what I mean? Like, like right, it, it, right. it seems like a no brainer to me, but. I guess that's just me because it's not everyone, you know, and, and mm-hmm. that's almost, you know, I've, I've seen it almost every time, you know, there are a few people that I've, that I like, I won't call them regulars, but if there are people who I've seen a few, excuse me, a few times, they've already asked me, so they understand it, but, um, yeah, there are people who almost every time I'm, I'm doing something charitable ask me what church I'm with, you know. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And well, I guess again, it makes sense. And, and it makes sense historically. That's yep. just kind of the way it's been. So there's yep. this sort of notion that's been painted. Yeah. Let's let's talk about legislative legislative priorities. John, okay. you know, th- this is something that has been um well, I, let, let's jump to this. Let's talk about the day of reason, which is a target of your organization to have Governor McKee sign a declaration recognizing that would take place the day before the day of prayer. John, what wh- what is the day of reason and what is your expectation of Governor McKee when it comes to signing that proclamation? Well, the the our idea for the day of reason, we haven't actually formalized it exactly whether we want to be there with some sort of speaker, etc. But what we want at the least is for him to recognize that science is what got us to the moon. Science is what cured, you know, the Black Death. As much as you prayed and prayed for the Black Death, it didn't help. But now when it actually breaks out again, it's not a, it's not a disaster. We come in with antibiotics. That's science. To realize that we're not anti-prayer because prayer is an individual thing that makes people feel good. It, it makes them feel like they're connected to something, and that's okay. But it doesn't accomplish the results that reason do. And we just want to say that we want them to recognize that reason is an important, in fact, the most important part of modern society, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's our goal. As far as what I expect him to do, I expect him to do nothing, unfortunately. Yeah, me too. and, and, And Actually, part of this is because of, I was having this discussion before, surprisingly enough, of the problems we've been having with the Washington Street Bridge. So 
to do this, he basically has to semi-antagonize some people. You know, they don't, we have a day of prayer and this is what our country's about. But the day of reason, you know, for some reason isn't as good. And therefore, he doesn't want his political um, structure now is very weakened by the Washington Bridge. So I expect mm-hmm. him not to do anything because he he's afraid of taking a stand. Whereas the person who did it before, which I was here, he. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. was Jaffe. Yeah, Lincoln yeah. Chafee certainly he signed was that. a very popular person who actually was, you know, he said, you know, that this was a good idea. And so that's why I expect nothing to happen, unfortunately. But in another climate, it it we're working towards it. We're we're trying to put it on people's table uh, plates or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, well, and, 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 and to make it aware and continue to push and push and push. Hmm. Well, I, you know, I do think that there's the, the notion of Rhode Island's original founding, which is in and of itself a bit of a myth, because obviously this is indigenous land and, you know, there's a lot of fairy tale and folklore that goes yeah. with it. But let's stick to that folklore and just go to the sort of notion that religious freedom is a fundamental tenant of Rhode Island and understand the landscape of colonial new england that would be a major deal it'd be pretty punk by most people's standards it'd be pretty aggressive it'd be pretty unpopular it'd be pretty defiant rebellious and metal for sure and i i wonder we talk about that so much as if it's you know still a, a tenant here and i believe to a certain extent it is but including agnostic and atheist folks into that conversation in an equal way is the only way to be authentic to that original concept and to not do so is defying the concept that was super progressive when it originally came to the, to, to the forefront. Yep. It's like moving backwards when you, when you don't embrace or accept anybody, whether it's the church of Satan, whether it's the, you know, the agnostic folks out there or atheists organized or unorganized. And yeah. I just think we have to get to a point where we've moved past accepting certain organized religions as standard operating procedure. And then anybody else is kind of, oh, well, they're different or they're they're unique or they're whatever it is. And that's when we'll actually achieve the real deal Rhode Island that was kind of conceptualized at a time when that sort of thinking was way more radical than what some people would say is kind of craziness on campuses or some whatever, you know what I mean? In today's landscape. Yeah. Well, the other thing that, well, you asked about percentages before we don't have any hard percentages for Rhode Island, but the Pew foundation does have, and they just recently released a survey. And in there, they showed that basically 43% of the younger people, younger being, I think under 30 are basically nuns and nuns mean that they're either uh, atheist or agnostic, even though that's a bad word for this, or they just don't care about religion. Mm-hmm. That's a huge group of people, a huge group of voters. And that's 43%. That's Now they're going to change as they get older. Things are going to happen. But by ignoring this group, they're putting they're, they're putting government in peril because they're disenfranchising these people. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're not. And 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 in fact, that's what a lot of the people who are nuns say, who are not atheists or agnostics. They simply say that they they they're just not interested in this, and they're not interested in volunteering. They're not interested in other stuff. So, mm-hmm. the, but so part of what we've been trying to do, uh, although we don't have much way of doing it except for presenting who we are is saying that you know this this uh state belongs to all of us it belongs to the roman catholics it belongs to the buddhists it belongs to the atheists etc and we're all part of this and we're all in it together you know that's the yeah. goal and to engage these nuns I think that's a really great goal and it's important. I, I agree that younger people have moved. I, I mean, the data is there. It's not just anecdotal, but younger people in large numbers have definitely moved away from organized religion. And you see it in the consolidation of churches. You just see it in terms of the day-to-day role that organized religion is playing in a lot of younger people's lives. And I think there's also, as as we move forward too, I think you said something that's really important, which is that it's not one or the other on a, on a, on a communal scale. You know, if someone chooses to participate in an organized religion, if they actually deeply believe in that, or if they actually believe in the complete opposite of that religion, we talk about equity, equality, and these types of things. And although the messages that each person believes are to be true, it's their right to sort of preach that gospel, to use a term, if you will, whether it's religious or non-religious messaging, coexisting is also critical and letting people kind of organically figure out who they are and where they want to be on that, that scale, on that spectrum, because so many people are born into it. It's a family thing. They just don't see any other alternative besides adhering to sometimes very strict religious tenets or non-religious tenants. And I know somebody who totally 100% no religious background growing up, never went to church, never, none of that. I mean, they probably celebrated Christmas or something like that, but it was not like really into it. And now that person's a, 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 a Catholic priest. And so it's interesting. Sometimes the journey can be an inversion of what you'd expect as well. But that's only when you let the person figure it out for themselves. And state demands around religion or the Pledge of Allegiance where you're forced to acknowledge under God inside of of organized institutions. These sorts of tricks are kind of dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. They lack authenticity. I think that's a a good way to put it too. It's uh, um. It's kind of like a sleight of hand. You're just kind of injecting it into everything, you know, like if uh, God's not real or important, why is he on our money? You know, if God's not real and important, why do I swear on the Bible? If God's not real and important, why does it, you know, why is my national identity so tied into it? You know, Mm. it's, it's, I think it gives people an identity. First and foremost, and I think the community that goes along with that identity is also a big part of it. You know, it's enticing. Like, um, atheists don't have, they come from all over the place. We don't have a doctrine. We don't have a lot of times answers, you know, um, we don't pretend to though, you know, 
Right. I think that's the biggest, that's our biggest, you know, our biggest, uh, want to say draw, like that's, that's something that we can be proud of. We don't, we don't make these unfounded claims, no matter how old they are. You know, we mm. don't claim to know how life started. We don't claim to know, you know, um, um, what the purpose of, of existence is or anything like that. You know, we just let people figure it out for themselves. And I yeah. think, that, you know, religions, I don't think would survive if they didn't have these tricks. I don't think they'd, they, they'd last more than a few generations, you know, right. and it well, would be the things go on. I'm sorry, John. Well, what I meant to say is that religion morphs itself to survive. You can yeah. see this in the sects that have disappeared, etc. And you're seeing yeah. it actually now with the rise of the prosperity gospels. Because people have the the sort of, well, we have to obey God in order to get to heaven has started to lose its appeal. And the churches that preach that of being good in that are losing their their um, their base. Whereas the people who say, you know, let's follow God, you will be rewarded in this life are increasing. Yes. And and there's example, I don't know his name, I don't, I'm sorry, I forget it, but of a pastor who started, who changed his viewpoint from prosperity gospel down and his church basically disappeared. Yeah. Um, and so I partially agree with Brian, but the point is, is that religion, because it's, it's linked to power and money in many cases, and well, you need money to survive. You don't have money, you won't survive. But it's also linked to power is always going to be with us. And th that's why I, I kind of feel sad about the drop of the classical Jesus religions with, you know, its salvation and being good to other people, because it makes way for these prosperity gospel people who are not followers of Jesus, although they're Christian, because you can declare yourself Christian, they're not followers of Jesus. Yeah, big distinction and, there, and, no and doubt. So we're seeing a great morph right now, and you're seeing that with Donald Trump being declared as a God's gift to people, an actual gift. Ironically yeah. enough, it's evolution. <laughs> you know, no, no, it is. Bible pressure has made them, you know, evolve into another thing. You know, but but it's always evolved. It isn't like yeah, yeah, it it. it all throughout history, they keep changing. Religion yeah, they, they have to. Yeah. As society changes, it's just, you know, it's just an idea that wouldn't, it wouldn't survive if it didn't change, which I think is ironic. You know, the whole survival of the fittest, you know. Yeah. But, it's, but right, but our goal, you know, like I said, is is really to preach this sort of, cooperation this fact that you can, yeah. we're atheists but you can't can be religious we will work with you we'll, we'll help you know other people will you know like you know sandwiches without sermons i think that there's a group of people that need that they don't need to be told you know oh i have to listen to this sermon in order to get a meal yeah and just you know provide what they need and they don't have to be suspicious of us we're not trying to convert them <laughs> That's the thing yeah. too. I people tell me God bless you 
all the time. And I just say thank you. I don't go into a diatribe on how I don't believe God exists. This is man. This isn't, you know, I, mm-hmm. I leave their faith with them. You know, um, we have collaborations with other, you know, with just a myriad of, of faith-based organizations along with other, you know, groups, but faith-based organizations as well, you know. Right. Yes. There's a, there's a, there's a lane for that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really, and that's kind of what I was saying is that that sort of equity piece is, you know, it's, it's critical and it's, it makes complete yeah. sense. You know, I was thinking about it. Like, I wonder if, the, if we'll ever, I was thinking to myself, I wonder if we'll ever have a president that stands up there and is sworn in on, not on a Bible, you know what I mean? When I you mentioned Trump know. and I actually look, I looked, I looked it up and it looks like John Quincy Adams actually yes. was sworn in on a volume of law, which included a copy of the constitution. And there's been others. There's, there was the ambassador to Switzerland, uh, sworn in on a Kindle. Um, obviously folks who have been sworn in on a, uh, Quran, um, Teddy Roosevelt, nothing. He was sworn in with, and there's a photo of it here without any book whatsoever. So there is some precedent to this because I find it interesting, the whole Trump and the language he used in on the constitution, you know, I would make almost more sense from a, from, Hey, this is the job you're doing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where your loyalty should be. The people who have elected you into this position are, are giving you this immense responsibility, you know, but yeah. If you look at Obama, although he was obviously sworn in on a Bible, he did very explicitly mention in his inaugural address uh, people yeah. who are atheists who are that who aren't. Now that I'm not sure whether Biden did that or not because I don't didn't listen to his address, but it it's, it it had been lacking. They were not mentioned until Obama, or not often mentioned until Obama. Yeah, that's that's really interesting to look at it from that historic standpoint. Yeah, I feel like mentioning non-believers kinds of gives it kind of gives away the game. You know, it doesn't. It makes it so a belief in God isn't inherent. You know what I mean? It's not something that is necessary to live a good life. You know, or to be mm-hmm. a good person. You know. Yeah, following your instinct and following just <clears throat> sort of the universe around you as it's yeah. constant currently constituted is something that's not necessarily taught to at a young age in a way that, I mean, obviously in some families it is, but yeah. it's not your instinct is as valuable as anything. And sometimes mm-hmm. I don't think it's given enough elevation. Um, let me ask you this before we wrap up here. How can folks who are hearing this that want to get involved in your organization, reach out and, and get involved at riatheist.com. Um, go on Facebook, Rhode Island Atheists, uh, go to our Facebook page, um, and just see what we're talking about, get notifications, the things that we're doing. Um, we have some great t-shirts for sale. Yes, we do. (laughs) I I wish I had one that I could show, right? Actually. So yeah, here we go. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm, that was kind of a joke, but the point is, is that goes there. We have, you know, you'll have all the information that you want, you know, you can post on there to publicly post, you know, et cetera. 